and welcome to Collision Cast, the official podcast of Fender Bender Magazine, helping collision repair shop owners make money, save money, and work smarter. I'm Fender Bender editor Todd Quartermeyer. In this episode, I'm joined once again by Chris Maimoni, and we'll be discussing how shop owners can overcome impediments to doing quality repairs by establishing consistency and standards of excellence in their processes. For more from Chris, head to chrismaimoni.com and also check out past episodes with Chris on Collision Cast. And now, here's our conversation. Hello again, everyone. Welcome to another edition of Collision Cast. I'm joined here today by uh, frequent guest Chris Maimoni, uh, who some of you may know if you've listened to past episodes of Collision Cast. And we're revisiting a topic um, near and dear to his heart, and I know something very important for the industry as a whole: um, quality assurance, and um, you know, making sure you have that consistency of quality across uh, your repairs. So, without any further ado, we'll jump right into it, Chris. Um, I think in this day and age, you know, there are a lot of impediments to um, quality repairs. There are a lot of factors that, you know, make it hard to have that consistency. Maybe you could just, you know, kind of run down a few of those that uh, shop owners out there are facing um, and we'll, you know, kind of kick it off there. Yes, uh, Todd, thank you so much for having me again um, on your podcast. You know, the biggest thing that we all face in uh, today's world is, I believe, uh, gaining customer loyalty and keeping the customer base consistent. You know, having issues with lack of work or uh, insurance companies uh, putting a hold on, uh, you you know, your lack of work. There's so many different avenues, that lack of sales, so many different ways that can affect your judgment calls when it comes to quality assurance, uh, the ethics of your uh, organization and how things are run on a day-to-day and also how they go into the future. So given that, uh, what are some of the ways to, I guess, you'll be prepared for that. Obviously you can't be prepared for every contingency that pops up, you know, in the course of of a day's work, but um, what are some of the best ways to establish that consistency, those processes so that you're better prepared to handle those, you know, unexpected situations? The best way I feel, you know, with my experience working um, at Marcus Collision Centers and Service King is you have to, stick with your foundations the it starts from the top it, you know from the owner down to the corporate staff and it bleeds into the employees and the biggest thing is you have to stick with your foundation your culture no matter if you're having bad times or even good times you can't deviate from your foundations because once you start doing that that's where things can start um, falling apart slowly but surely they will slowly disintegrate you know with the foundations that you created you know the the best example i could give i read a book called extreme ownership how navy seals win and lead and it's written by two uh ex-navy seals and they talk about two boat crews. One, one boat crew has a good leader 
and the other boat crew has a very demanding leader that yells. The good boat crew always finishes first and the, the because they're in sequence with each other. Everything's in alignment. The, the, the captain uh, or the leader is motivational, but the other team, the leader is yelling at the uh, individuals. Everyone's not in sequence and they always finish second. In the SEALs, they then will switch the leaders uh, into the other boat crew. And immediately the good leader will bring up the team that was struggling automatically because of his, uh, who he is as a person or she and you know, the, every, everyone has a team effort at that point with the other boat crew, even though they had strong ethics to begin with, you know, with the leader, you know, he's doing the same kind of way he was, you know, being very demanding and, and creating a disjointed team. They will finish first, but slowly but surely because of the bad leadership, that boat crew will end up losing because of the upper management and that's where I feel it starts from the top and it goes all the way down to even the detail team. So given that leadership really sets the tone, you know, what are some of the ways that obviously, you know, you want to put in processes in place so that you know that, you know, you're, you're doing the same thing consistently, but maybe on like a day-to-day -day basis, like what are some of the things that maybe slip that you can correct, you know, right away and, you know, make sure that people don't fall into bad habits? Yes, having um, upper management meetings uh, daily. You know, I, it may sound a little excessive, but that's important, or at least weekly. You know, the, the, the owner needs to reiterate the foundations of their company to the, his upper management, because if you do that, it will stay consistent. My mom Lillian Maimoni would do the same thing at Marco's collision centers and she would reiterate quality and the expectation that Marco has for his organization and because of that you know San Gabriel where I ran that location our CSIs were from 98 to 100 percent monthly all our other six locations were in like 97 to 100. I remember when my dad retired, he told me that because of his, the foundations that he instilled along with the upper management following into suit and bleeding off to the team, he told me he could create his own insurance company based on his customer referrals. And that is very important, I feel, for everyone to understand is that you can create a much more rounded foundation of customer loyalty if you stick with your culture and you have the meetings, you, you preach what your foundation is on a weekly basis, and you don't deviate from the quality standard, no matter if sales are good or bad. You don't stop doing what you know is right.
So those are kind of the daily, weekly sort of, you know, signposts for that. What do you do long term? Is it, you know, training every three, six months? Is it, you know, external training? You have your own training? Like, you know, how do you then build on that long term so that it's like, you know, a yearly reputation that your business has built? Well, having team meetings every two weeks with the staff running through all the KPIs, making sure they understand the importance of bringing up uh, the wins and also some losses, you know, in terms of training, um, sending your upper management team to classes, uh, having them read books like Extreme Ownership. Um, that book for me was the most powerful book I have ever read. And, you know, those are, I think, the basic foundations that you can do. Obviously, there's training with uh, OEMs, but in terms of, you know, the foundation overall, I would say having your team go to classes, reiterate the the culture with team meetings every two weeks. And I think those will get you on the right track to where you want to go. And then how do you make sure that you're checking in with, you know, your employees and making sure that, you know, the things that you're teaching make sense, that they are implementing them in their, you know, daily work, like, you know, because obviously it's only going to go as good as um, your employees are able to implement it. So, you know, how do you keep checking in with those employees? I mean, I know you mentioned the meetings, you know, daily, weekly meetings and so forth, but how do you evaluate that sort of individual performance? I would say do an evaluation, have your uh, production manager or even the general man, especially the general manager, they need to do, you know, spot checks on making sure that uh, each department is, you know, doing what the organization uh, is built around. You know, those are the kind of things that we did um, at Marcus Collision Centers, where I I would basically be doing the the spot checks when the car goes from body to paint and, and moves its way through the process and also the general manager would be doing the same you know you check in with the team you know just uh periodically and it, those are the kind of things i feel that if you do this it will just continue to you know keep your foundation strong so someone might be listening to this and saying, you know, th- this is all great, um, but I have a lot of external challenges too that, you know, I can I can train my staff, you know, I can have consistent processes, but there's a lot of things that I can't control. You know, what is the is the message basically that, you know, control the things that you can control in the shop and, you know, let the rest of the stuff, you know, sort of work itself out? Yes, uh, you know, there's there's a lot of things we can't control you know, the way the economy is. And, and that's just one basic example. But you have do what you can control within your own organization. And if you do that, you will weather the storm, you know, through the good times and the bad times, you, you know, and, and you're there, then your organization will flourish once everything gets turned around because you didn't deviate from what your culture was about because once you start doing that like i said previously is that you start building bad bad habits and then your culture will slowly disintegrate 
um, and it's hard to bring that back once uh, everything gets disjointed. Uh, pretty solid advice there to end on, but anything else you want to address on this topic or any final words of wisdom on you know overcoming some of these challenges to your you know quality control process? The the biggest thing, ladies and gentlemen, is, you know, just stick with what your culture is about. I know that's being repetitive every single time I've said it, but it's very important. And if you have that foundation and you follow possibly one or two of my recommendations, I feel you'll see a difference you know, in the short term and definitely in the long run. Chris Mamoni, thanks so much for joining us once again. Uh, if you want more from Chris, you can go to his website, chrismamoni.com. Also check out the previous episodes we've recorded uh, with Chris on CollisionCast. Chris, thanks again for joining us. Thank you, Todd.